Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. And hey, we're glad that you're here. I love wisdom. Wisdom, knowing what to do and having the power to do it. Hey, do you have wisdom? If not, you need it. It's the principal thing. So I'm going to tell you, we're doing something a little bit different for the podcast. I've done a few different things with this from the beginning. Uh, We started off just on one day a week, and I would do a lot of uh, fun things or neater things, whatever. Got away from that, started doing shorter ones every day, and then got away from that. I added as another podcast. I run a podcast called the Fundamental Baptist Podcast that is more for preaching and more for fixing uh, doctrinal errors and things like that, if you want to go and look that up. And so then we um, basically what I did was just one a week, giving you a spiritual truth to help you in your life. But we're adding another podcast very soon of our church and the church sermon. So if you wanted to have those, you can go there. If you wanted them now, you can go to Family Baptist Church um, online on uh, Facebook, and you can listen to the sermons there. But we're going to put them in a podcast where you can listen to them, just the audio. And so we're putting that together. So what I want to get back to on this uh, Wisdom for Life podcast is to give you wisdom for your family, wisdom for your children, wisdom for your marriage, wisdom for your family. There's not a lot of emphasis on that. And when I do hear it, a lot of it is just wrong. A lot of it is secular or psychological instead of biblical. And God's the best father and God has the best training and uh, child rearing God's way. Okay. The best father ever is God. How does God rear his children? That's how we should rear our children. And that's been my um, motto for child rearing since we first started having children. And so I want to give you a thought today and a lesson. By the way, before that, I want to give you a quiz, okay? A quiz. Um, You can go there. It's uh, www.thegoodkidquiz.com. Thegoodkidquiz.com. So how good is your kid? or not. Okay. Uh, or not. So, uh, we know some of our kids are pretty mischievous. Uh, we've had some of those. So how good is your kid or not? So go to the good kid quiz. You can take a uh, quiz there. It'll have some neat things in it that will help you. What I want to talk about in this one, and I'll still try to keep these uh, fairly short, but, uh, every week we're going to focus on something with the family, with children, marriage, something concerning our family that I think will be a help to you. Uh, they're the next generation Boy, you got to keep the marriage strong and right. And then teach and train the next generation of kids or we're done. It's over. We're one generation from losing everything biblical and our country and all. So, um, the Bible says in Ephesians, um, and in Colossians, uh, to not to provoke our children to wrath. And it specifically says fathers. Um, Ephesians 6, 4, any fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, they need two things, nurture and admonition. They need teaching and discipline, teaching and discipline, not just one, not just discipline, not just teaching. They need both of those. Colossians three twenty one. fathers provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Dads, especially, if you can understand this, you are in the image of God to your kids, your father, your daddy. Um, he is our heavenly father. We are their earthly father. And so much of what they think of God is dependent upon us. Um, the glory of children are their fathers, the Bible says. So if we don't handle things right with our kids, it is very easy to provoke them to wrath. In my children program, I have a whole lesson on this. I want to give you a few thoughts 
on provoking our children to wrath. Okay. Provoking our children to wrath. Now, uh, moms, if you're listening to this, encourage your husband, don't make him, don't nag him, don't push him. Um, here's how you get a guy to do something. Okay. <laughs> um, bribe him, right? Great meal. Uh, sweet kisses. Um, how you get a guy to do something, uh, jokingly as you say, Oh, you probably couldn't do this. You're probably too old to do this. Uh, that'll motivate him. But to be able to have a good conversation with your husband say, Hey honey, um, this guy, David Baker, he's a pastor. He has 11 kids. His kids aren't perfect. He'll say that. But he's learned some things with rearing them uh, that has been a help. And honey, he just did a lesson on fathers uh, provoke not your children to wrath. You're a great dad and you do a great job. But I wonder if there's not some things we can learn there from this and then put it on you. I know as a mother listening to that, that helped me with some things. So it's a podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to it, I think that it could help us uh, to rear some really good kids. So Praise your husband. Don't put him down. Don't come. I heard this podcast. Man, this preacher nailed you. I mean, you do do every one of those things wrong. That won't help him, okay? Uh, Don't do that. Praise him. Encourage him. Hey, I know you're a great dad, and I know you love your kids. This pastor who has 11 kids put a lesson together on fathers provoke not your children to wrath. I think it may be helpful. So um, I would try that, okay? Okay. so let me give you a few, and this lesson's longer than what I'm going to teach now, but I want to give you a few things that provoke our children to wrath. Number one, favoritism, okay? Favoritism. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> if you do, you, they better not know it, uh, or they better all think they are your favorite. I want all my kids to think, you know, man, my dad loves me special, and we're close. And I may be the middle child. I may be the baby. I may be the oldest. I may be somewhere in the mix of all of that, but I'm special to my dad, and they need to know that. If you play favorites with your kids, it'll provoke jealousy, anger, wrath, you're going to mess up and destroy your family. Okay. And there are personalities that our kids have. You might like one personality better than another. They don't need to know that. Okay. They don't need to know that you need to go to God and ask God to forgive you and to have a right heart toward all of them. We see in the Bible that, um, they were played favorites, Jacob and Esau, Isaac loved Esau and, um, Rachel loved, um, uh, Isaac. And guess what happened? Boy, we had a problem. Okay. You don't want that. The jealousy, the anger that that will uh, build up with them is not what you want at all. So go out of your way to let your kids know you love them. Do not ever, ever play favorites. Uh, next to overprotection, overprotection. Um, sometimes as parents, we love our kids so much. We don't want them to get hurt. Guess what in life is going to happen to our kids? They're going to get hurt. And if you take away everything from them that could hurt them, they're still going to get hurt. Okay. And you can't, I don't think you ought to be, um, uh, dangerous maybe, (laughs) but boy, our kids, uh, we have a hundred foot tower in our backyard. Now you don't have to do this and don't criticize me for it, but I want my, I want my boys to have some adventure, some risk. I want them to have some, uh, some courage. And so they climb the hundred foot tower. Now my wife doesn't like it. And one time this is bad, but my wife goes out in the backyard and one of the kids is boys climb the tower. Like get down from here. You're not supposed to be up there. Um, dad said I could. <laughs> okay. So we had to work on that, but, uh, I used to jump out of airplanes in the army. Um, I've repelled off a 300 foot cliff, Australian face first. And, and I believe that courage as a man to be able to launch out and, and do that. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, whether it's to go to the mission field one day and have courage and boldness to go. Uh, you've seen the pictures of the kid. He's got a five point racing harness on in the back seat for a seatbelt and he's wrapped in bubble wrap with a helmet on. <laughs> 
Okay. Parents that do that, you're going to hurt your child. Okay. You need to let them like, Hey mom, can I be careful? Okay. And they get hurt. And most of the time they're okay. A skinned uh, knee, a bloody nose, uh, something broken. I broke a knuckle when I was a kid. Um, again, not, not horrible that's going to get them killed, but to have them uh, have some courage and some risk and some things that they can do. Um, be careful, yes, teaching that, but overprotection? Um, no, you can't go ride your bike. No, you can't climb that. No, you can't do that. No, get down. You could get hurt. You could get hurt. You could get hurt. And a kid can't do anything. You're going to provoke them to wrath. What next? Perfectionism. Perfectionism. Do your kids think they can never be good enough? They can never do anything right? Do they think they can never please you? It's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Um, you do not want to put the bar up that high that they can't please you. Now, do we want our kids to be inspired and motivated? Absolutely. Are they gifted and they can do more than what they think they can? Absolutely. Praise them for what they did. Then teach them how to do it better and tell them why you're doing that. You're not doing it to put them down. You did a great job, and I'm so pleased with you. Um, but, hey, son, God's got something big planned for you. Let me help you how you can get more done, how you can do it. I'm pleased with you. You did a great job. Nothing bad. But but you want me to help you from there? One great way with wisdom is to get someone's permission before you help them. Hey, um, can I tell you something that could be really hard? Hey, can, can I say something to you that I don't want you to get offended but if you're not, but it, it's really important, but it could be hurtful to you. Could, can I share that with you? If you say yes, and now I have your permission to tell you something that could be hard, you're ready for a size 10 problem. I gave you a size five, you take it and we're good. If I give you a size five and you're not ready for it, you get offended and a wall goes up, I've hurt you. Okay. Same way with your kids. So to ask them, son, you did a great job and I'm so pleased with you. Hey, would you like uh, to do better next time? Would you like to do? Yeah. I can help you if you want me to. Yeah, dad, could you? Now you're helping him. You're not pushing him and making him. You're not putting him down. Um, what? You got an A minus? Why'd you get an A minus? Um, dad, I got an A. Why didn't you get an A plus? Okay, next. I got an A plus. Why didn't you get an A plus plus? Did you? Did you? And after a while, if kids don't think they can please you, guess what? They won't try. They won't try. They'll go please somebody else. They're going to please somebody that they can please. Uh, they're going to try to make them happy that they can make happy. And again, I understand, boy, push them, motivate them, encourage them, help them, but do that in a way that builds them and not tears them down. That perfectionism where they can never arise to that, you do not want that at all. True story, a pastor visited a young woman who was confined to a padded cell and in a state of catatonic shock. She uh, was a Christian, had been raised in a Christian family, but her mother had uh, ceaselessly pushed her to be the most popular, most beautiful, most successful girl in school. She had to be the head cheerleader, the homecoming queen, later a model. The pressure to excel became too great. She had a complete mental collapse. After she was eventually released from the hospital, she went back into the same artificial demanding environment. When again, she found she could not cope, she committed suicide. She had summed up her frustration when she told me one day, I don't care what it is that I do. It never satisfies my mother. Never satisfies my mother. Uh, you're going to provoke them to wrath. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about praise, but so is Amanda's faith. Praise them when they do something good. When they work hard, when they achieve something, praise them. 
Uh, I have a son just graduated from college and uh, praised him. He was feeling like I could have done more. I could have done this. And he got a six point, sorry, on a four point grade point. He got a 3.96 grade point. Uh, he graduated summa cum laude, but he wasn't valedictory. Now, you know, I could have pushed. I could have done. You did a great job. Praise him for what he did good. Don't put him down that he wasn't valedictorian or he didn't do more or get more awards. Um, that's not going to help them. Praise them for what they do. Don't put that bar up so high. Many times parents are living, here we go, you know what I'm going to say, they're living through vicariously through their children. They didn't achieve this, so they're going to push their kids to achieve it. They didn't get this far, so they want to push their kids, and they're living vicariously through their children. Don't do that. Don't do that. Your kids won't be happy. You won't be happy. All right, we'll continue there. I'll uh, teach some more on those before. That is a part of my childhood course if you want that. Um, but uh, it really is a big deal. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Those walls come up. You lose that relationship with them. You're not going to be able to help them. You're not going to have a good relationship. And many of those things last for years, decades, and even life. Okay? You don't want that. So wisdom for your family. Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Hey, God bless you. And we'll talk to you next time. And if you haven't done it yet, go take the quiz, the good kid quiz. God bless. And we'll see you then.